2: Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on your home with the Cowboys and World Series champion, one, uh, Texas Rangers. World Series champion, Texas Rangers. 105 through the fan. I tried to skip right through that. Can't skip through it. No, um, I'm Reginald Atatula. Can't skip that. Mm-mm. And you can't skip through the three time Hall of Famer, Chris Harmon. Got you down. Rogetsky is on the ones and twos for you, and you are rolling with us. Got a couple more hours on this program this evening. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, uh, we will go around the association, talk about some uh, some some basketball beef because that's fun. Uh, and, of course, 1020 CA is going to get you some uh, Muhammad Ali CA stories. Yes, confidential. Sir. I'm super excited for that. Uh, but right now, I did want to ask our fine listeners, and you can always get involved with the conversation. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. You can also – See us on YouTube, 105 through The Fan on YouTube, or uh, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, uh, where Swaggy Booties, appreciated him hanging out, uh, but he also is blaming Miro's kid for hmm. uh, Miro Haskinen missing the, the Bruins he game. He
3: said he's not getting any sleep. But he's,
2: he scored in this game. He's on the road.
3: Game. He scored in this game. Yeah, he scored in the game, and he's the kid. the little kid ain't on the
2: road. Miro's getting his rest. Said Miro said the stars could have won in, in Boston. if You Miro cannot played. blame the kid on that. The little <laughs> kid is asleep with his mom. Yeah, kid ain't even do nothing. If he's even awake, he's with his mom. Kid ain't even do nothing. All, All right. right, so here we go. I did want to ask this. Do you still have hope that your World Series champion, Texas Rangers? Always fun to say it. Will still get a chance to sign Jordan Montgomery. I have
3: lots of hope on that. Okay, lots yeah, of hope. I re- I really do because Jared was saying this about two or three weeks ago. He said yeah. it, could, it could happen out of thin air uh, one day within hours, or it could take all the way into, into spring training. And that's because if he was going to be signed somewhere else, he'd be gone right now. Obviously, he wants to play here. Obviously, he's waiting to see if they can work something out. Boris is the devil. That's his agent. Scott Boris, if it was strictly not, about the money, the, the man, devil. Uh, yes, he is. Ask somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if if it was strictly about the money, he would have been signed somewhere else already. And if it was about Boston, where all these people in Boston think he's, his wife works there, but that doesn't mean he wants to live there or he wants to play baseball there. So he's already done, been there, done that. On the truckwreck.com text line from the 214,
2: uh, or yeah, from the 214, I'll have hope till he signed somewhere else. Yeah, that's what i I do think that uh, the Rangers will add someone, whether it's him, Blake Snell, who was another guy out there. Mm hmm. Or the smart financial high risk Trevor Bauer uh, from the nine four zero. They said no, no Jordan Montgomery ain't going gonna be here.
3: I've been waiting
2: from the four six nine. They said some hope, For but Montgomery. the the hope is in the, in the way of I hope I win the lottery and can pay off my debt.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I don't really think it will happen, but it never had hopes that hurts rather to have hope, right? So that really seems to run the entire gamut of various emotions emotions and feelings on this. And I mean, look, spring training has begun. And he, in addition to a few other Scott Boris, as you mentioned, Scott Boris clients, are not signed, right? And Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic wrote a very interesting piece, at least for me personally, where he talked about kind of the stare down between what he is terming the Boris Four, which is his four clients that are out there as free agents right now, and they're potential suitors, right? So he also, I mean, the person from the 940 says, no, Montgomery is going to be here. And I imagine that's aided by general manager, executive for your Texas Rangers, your World Series champion Texas Rangers, that is. Chris Young said, I don't think there are any additions coming at this point.
3: Let me tell you about Chris Young. Please He's do. very smart, and he's not going to negotiate through the media. I'm going to tell you about a general manager, or at least a part of that front office, that was stupid, and that would have been Stephen Jones when he was negotiating with Ezekiel Elliott's agent, Rocky Arsenault, and he negotiated through the media at the at the Combine on the bus saying, oh, yeah, uh, they say, is Zeke going to get uh, Todd Gurley money? He goes, Todd Gurley money is the floor. And then guess what? He wanted to try to renege on that, yeah. and Zeke had to go to Cabo. I'm just trying to tell you, Chris Young ain't going down that road. He's not closing the door, but he's saying, you know what? If you want to talk to us, we will talk. But it's not like, oh, you're the only one that's missing. We got to give you the money. He's not going to do that through the media. He's smart. And and, and you see why doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He brought you a World Series. But you're not going to hear from him, him say, oh, we desperately need Jordan Montgomery. Oh, please, we got to have him. We're willing to give him everything, but he just won't come. He'll never say that. It's Scott Boys he's dealing with. He knows how to dance with the
2: devil. Yeah, and so I think that you have that. You have some other guys that are some other um, kind of managers or general managers who have kind of spoken – and I guess teams that you maybe view as potential suitors, like the Blue Jays general managers who said, "Quote at this point, additions that would be of significance would mean some level of subtraction." Right? We there's there's a few of them, and I mean, I can yeah. add more to this that have kind of. They've a deal with Boris, right? And I feel like they've kind of played their hands to the point where they're like, "Yeah, I don't anticipate anything." And I think we've looked at this as you know, ah, man, I don't know. As time goes on, Scott Boris' clients, and this has happened before, where they have just waited to very late in it when the money does not seem to be forthcoming. The reason why you call Scott Boris the devil is because, and I imagine there's a lot of players that call him an angel, is because he works his damn hardest to uh, negotiate and get his guys a ton of money. Literally, he squeezes and extracts the most value that I think of any uh, any agent in most of sports.
3: Yes, he does. And the other thing he does is he tells them, when you become a free agent, you're not going back. Mm. His clients have a history of once they become a free agent, they don't re-sign with their team. They just don't because he leverages it elsewhere. That's just his history and the way he does it. Well, guess what? Some of those days are gone because it hadn't been the case like verbatim for the last two or three years. And with that being said, you can always go behind Boris's back and say, I want to stay with my damn team. You don't just have to leave for the money. And Jordan Montgomery – Um, We mentioned this pillow deal that uh, Adrian Beltre signed um, with Boston for just one year, a pillow deal. He signed a big contract for one year, and then he went back out in the free agent marketplace the next year and signed with the Rangers, and guess what? Stayed with the Rangers and went to the Hall of Fame. So it's not impossible for uh, a baseball player to just say, I got to have all the money now, and I got to have a long contract. They might want to bet on themselves, and I'll I'll give you another one. Pudge Rodriguez back in the day said, "You know what? I don't even know why my agent is playing so hardball. I want to stay with the Rangers, and he went straight up to the general manager's office behind his agent back and signed an extension with the Rangers." Yeah, it, those I, things I, happen.
2: Sure. I, I do think that Jordan Montgomery also, like, he's he's looking for that deal. Like, he's looking for that opportunity because he has not been able to cash in in a big way over the That's course of I his was career. Saying.
3: That's what, look, you know what he said over his career. Yes. But at the same time, I can understand that part of the equation. But he's, and you might say, well, he's in his 30s. He wants to get a $200 million contract. No, he's not going to get a $200 million. He might want a $70 million contract. He might not get that either because of his age. And so, and by by the way, Ranger fans, somebody threw out this theoretical on this station. Would Ranger fans even care so much about Jordan Montgomery if he was just a regular old free agent? He had he wasn't on this team last year.
2: Um, I mean, no, but I. In other words, I, just
3: just the naked stats from some other team.
2: I mean, in a way, yes. Though, like I understand what you're saying.
3: Like that, just if you look at the stat, he play, he pitched well. This past saying, season. And I, I, I'm just saying if he pitched well this past season sure. for another team. Sure. I, I think because he helped this team, people feel some loyalty. There's that. But I also think that you can look at the way that the rotation
2: is built right now. and you have I mean, it's solid. But y- if you have injuries, you're going to need uh, – because you're not going to have Tyler Malley. You're not going to have Tyler Malley. You're not going to have Jacob DeGrom. You're not going to have Max Scherzer for a very long time. And you're going to have to try and exist with uh, what is, I guess, in a way, a bare-bones rotation. It feels disrespectful to say about the guys that you have there, Valdi, Gray, Dunning, Heaney, uh, even Bradford, right? Those are the guys that you kind of have slotted in your mind right now for your rotation. But that's injuries are going to happen, and you don't have a lot of depth behind that. Having Jordan Montgomery would make that a lot easier oh, to handle and deal with. I guess and so, I'm not
3: being clear. What I'm trying to say is, wouldn't any free agent who's of his caliber do? Sure, but –
2: this has also been a shallow starting pitcher free agency, and so he is one of the few that are out there. So
3: I think that people would Well, see, this is him. where I'm going you with know mean? this. This is where I'm going with this. If he wasn't Jordan Montgomery who helped you win the World Series, wouldn't you just say any EO free agent of his caliber would do sure, but, but some, and I'm again
2: pointing to the fact that there's not many of those out there. So he is one of the few, and thus you were in that. If place. they got
3: somebody else who had those same kind of numbers, would you be happy? Sure,
2: that's what I'm trying to say. But point me to that guy. I'm saying like you are creating an inv- like a, a guy that does not exist. You mm-hmm. don't really have those guys out there in the marketplace, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's why. And that's why uh, uh, Scott Boris is in this place because he understands there's a scarcity of guys that can do that in a way. And so he's trying to hold out for an opportunity. And I think that that's that's ultimately some of this is the the, the teams are in a place where they are posturing to make sure that we're not getting extorted, for lack of a better term. Right. And Scott Boris is trying to do that extortion. And I think that we'll come to a point at some point where – Everybody will meet somewhat in the middle. I don't know exactly where in the middle, but I I still have hope that the ultimately that's my thing is I think still have the hope that the Rangers understand the circumstances that they're in. If they can if they can do something like that pillow deal right with uh,
3: Jordan Montgomery, I think that that's a possibility still. I've said from the beginning I think they're going to sign him. At the same time, as you just mentioned, they're not going to let Boris extort him. They're not going to overpay for Jordan Montgomery, or they're going to do their th- damnedest th- not to. As- as the uh, 860 kind of puts it, he says, Jordan Montgomery has been a three or four guy in the rotation his entire career. He got lucky, got hot at the right time. He says, I would prefer he walked. I wouldn't prefer he walked, but at the same time, I'm not going to let Scott Boris re, uh, uh, demand uh, uh, an ace salary from him, from the Rangers. You follow what I'm saying? The extortion you're talking about? But I think C.Y. is going to get the value for him. Because there's nobody else going to overpay him.
2: Yeah, and I, I think with everything. Because
3: he's 30-something years old.
2: I think with everything, context matters. And I think the context of what your team is. I would much rather you have a guy, even if you view I him totally as a three agree. or four guy. I totally agree. You could,
3: you could use a three or four guy. But my point is, yeah. they're not going to let Scott Boris extort them. But I think there's nobody else that's going to overpay him either. That's why I'm saying. Right. Ranger fans are like kind of consumed because he's our guy. And definitely you need him. But guess what? He's thirty something years old, and he's not an ace. And Boris is going to try to get ace money out of somebody. Uh, I, I
2: look. I, I'm, I'm. I think this is interesting. And you did mention, and you, I think you're right in this regard, Scott Boris. The the what you would he's typically view as like the big spenders. They're not really in the market. Maybe mm. you mentioned the Yankees, and I think Blake Snell is where their eyes seem to be trained. If you know all uh, by all intentions or ball all indications rather. And so I think that this thing could come together. It's just going to take time. Yep. And I think the thing that would make me even more comfortable is that he's been in the system, it, even be, being he loves after the trade being deadline, down here, right? And so I think that he could he could really acclimate back to what the Rangers
3: system is and all those yeah. things pretty quickly. He's comfortable. And then, he he loves Boch and he knows where his role is.
2: Especially now that the Rangers, I, I do wonder if this would have been done a lot sooner if the Rangers, uh, you know, money was straight, At the right? Because the, the TV deal yep. added a complication to all of this. But I, I still have. Have hope that that's going to come together I can I play this audio real quick sure because I I love Jared Sandler and what he does mm-hmm. for this station uh in his coverage of well, he's gonna do some TV the text Ranger, yes he is absolutely watch out uh if you can see it uh but there you go right like he's he's does a great job and he hosted Rangers Hot stove 7 p.m earlier today he had Justin Foskew who is you know one of the high pro you know big prospects in the Rangers' farm system, an infielder, kind of a second baseman, middle infielder by trade. He's played a little bit of first base. He's doing a lot of work at first base this spring training. I want to see that. And he can hit. He sure can. But Jared asked him a question that I thought was really interesting. Maybe not exactly pursuant to this, but we know that pitching is something where – This Rangers team in the bullpen, they had a little bit of you know a little bit of issues with that, and that's the bullpen isn't like robust necessarily now. And then your rotation, at least until you get to getting those star guys back and healthy, you're going to have a little bit of uh, issue there. So I think you're going to need some younger guys to come in, fill in, Mm -hmm. do some things. I thought this question from uh, from Jared Sandler to Justin Foskey was really interesting. On some maybe uh, maybe a name that you need to keep watch on on who could be a young guy to come up and help.
4: You've been around some of the young pitchers who are also kind of in a similar position, fighting for opportunities at the big league level, guys who have not uh, maybe demonstrated to, say, the fan base you know, what they can do. So who's a, a young pitcher who you think these fans should know about, someone who could maybe come up and, and impact the team at some point in this year when you're in the box against them and, you know, in, in surprise, or you're like, oh, my God, this guy's nasty. Who's that guy for you?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's Antoine Kelly, and it's not close. <laughs> um he's uh when I'm at second base you know playing behind him I just feel bad for the hitters because um yeah I I I don't think I've ever seen anything like it um and I know you know by the swings that the opponents have taken off of him uh it doesn't look comfortable so um I'm excited for him and I'm excited to see what he can do for the team and yeah he's gross that's all I'll say (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Antoine Kelly, go ahead and add that name, left-handed reliever, mm-hmm. um, 24 years of age. And, I, I mean, the idea that he's a left-handed reliever is a big one. This team does not necessarily – they have a lot of right-handed arms out of that bullpen. Having a guy uh, with the lefty, and then also that Joseph fosky mentions is nasty and these things, right? Like, having someone like that is going to be a huge tool yes. for someone like Bruce Bochy, who we know managed the bullpen well. Mm-hmm. I'm interested now very much so. And maybe well, what Antoine Kelly
3: does over well, spring training. Spring training is going to be fun. It is fun. And the only place you can hear it all. Where would the that time. be? Where would that be? The home of the World Series champion, mm. Texas Rangers, 105 through the Fantolo.
2: In fact, not in fact, in fact. In fact. Friday, baby, we are back with Woo. baseball action. The Rangers get a little bit of spring training. Cactus League baseball. Friday, you'll hear it right Friday here. Friday night? Actually, right about now, because mm-hmm. 8 p.m., you will be hearing Rangers baseball on Friday. Uh, right here on your home in with Rangers, World Series Champion Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. It's the Get Jerry Right. Sandler. That's right. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk about some basketball beats as we go around the association. We'll do next on The Fan. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos, the big Lebinsky, as uh, Jared Sandler likes to call him. Thank you, sir. And thank you guys for rolling with us on a Tuesday evening in the
3: Metro. Can, can you bowl?
4: Uh if you consider bowling when you constantly put it in the gutter, then maybe. Okay. Oh, no
3: three hundreds in your past.
4: No, if I were to do that, you would have to immediately like test me for like HGH or something.
2: <laughs> why why haven't you? Why haven't you done that? Sounds like you don't you don't want to compete. Sounds like you don't want to be great. I don't know.
4: Uh I think the issue was is my uncle always told me I like turn my wrist too much when I release the ball. Yeah. So
3: so, have you seen the movie?
4: The movie,
2: The Big Lebowski.
4: You know, I think I saw part of it once, but I just like didn't finish it. That
2: I, that is the nice way of saying I have not. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I I have been exactly in the seat that Ross Lubinsky ha- sits in right now, not literally, but yeah. metaphysically in a way, just like that idea of yeah, yeah. No, I I've definitely seen some of it. You know, you haven't. Oh, yeah. No, you haven't. It's cool. Uh, nobody is going to be upset at you.
4: No, exactly. I've, I've got to like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but in this, like, day of streaming and stuff, like, I cannot, like, really, like, stay focused anymore. Like, I, it's really hard for me to do, like, two-hour movies because, like, an huh. hour and you a half You have to be in, by yourself. Yeah, but even so, I feel like when I kind of get close to, like, that 30 to 45 minutes to go mark, I kind of naturally pull out my phone and start kind of doom scrolling. Uh, I hate that I have to think about it. 27?
3: It's the gratification. Mm. That's what you mm. are. The these world kids nowadays. In, these kids ain't. nowadays. I
2: say that as a thirty-one-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, go around the association where I'm only doing this to talk about beef. That's that's the person I am. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, let's talk about the where's prob- the beef. That's right. That's right. Beef. It's what's for dinner tonight. That's one of my favorite commercials ever. By the way, I f- I feel like I'm where's not where's the b- We've got the meats and oh, the beef. That's like th- we three different beef commercials that we've brought up here. That's wild. Okay. Uh, beef. Basketball beef, that is. Uh, probably the most discussed team of late in the NBA, and not for no good reasons, the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yeah. They fire the coach in the middle of the season. Yeah, they fire Adrian with a, Griffin.
3: With the second-best wreck in the league at the point.
2: Yes, in the middle of the season, and they hire Doc Rivers, uh, who had been a consultant and had been doing some TV with ESPN. Um, In fact, I do want to play this off of, you have it on Twitter. Okay, very good. Because I feel like this adds to uh, the soap opera. Yeah, it adds to all of it. Um, We were all like, why would you fire this guy? First year coach in the middle of the season. You decided you wanted to hire a rookie uh, head coach. And now, you know, less than 50 games in, all of a sudden you're like, no, this is untenable. What's happening here? Doc Rivers seemingly had similar questions.
1: Personally, I you know will be honest. I, I told our owners uh, when they called, I said I think you, you, I don't understand why you're doing this, you know. Um, and they said you know one of the things they said was well it doesn't matter. We're, we've done it now, and um, we, we we want you. And, and so that was a tough one. I didn't. I, that was
2: that's where you had the hesitation. That feels like a really wild thing to, for a head coach in the circumstance, like, in the the fire of it, to say out loud. Like, I'm sure that it's true, but it just feels wild for him to be like, yeah, I don't know that I – when I came in, I was like, I don't know what they are doing, but I guess I'll take the job, right? Like, I, I I, don't even think that's exactly what he was trying to say, but it definitely comes off as that.
3: Yeah, it does. He. That's because everybody knows he was a consultant for the team. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, you done stabbed – Adrian Griffin oh, in the back. You think he's doing a little bit of PR work here? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying that he's saying, no, they had fired him first. And they said, we want you. And he's like, well, since the job's open.
2: Yeah. And so. It still ain't right. There's that. We talked a little bit before yeah. the All Star break about how uh, Doc Rivers had said in their final game that, you know, some of his guys were in Cabo, meaning to say, like, hey, uh-huh. not everybody was focused. Uh-huh. JJ Reddick, who is a fantastic analyst now on the. Uh, ESPN's
3: replacing Doc Rivers.
2: Yeah, now on ESPN's NBA Finals A team, whatever you want to call with it. Doris
3: Burke. He, he's,
2: I mean, he's just, Mike. he has really ascended in he's really the good. NBA. really good. I like, I like JJ Redick. Yeah, he does great analysis and all that. Well, he was on, uh, he was on first take, mm-hmm. and he took issue with just the way that Doc has been going about things in general and things that he's been saying of late. I've seen
4: the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc. We get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two way guys. And then You look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit. For the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out? He wants credit for that? There's just no (laughs) – there's never accountability with that guy. There's
1: never accountability.
3: Don't invite them to the same party. Oh, but they used to work together. I know. And Pat Beverly, of all people,
1: decided to make this – Oh, here we go.
2: Yep, yep, yep. I did tell you it was going to be beef. Here you go. Uh, Pat Beverly decided to get involved here and stand up for car. I mean, they both played uh, under Doc Rivers in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Yep. Uh, And Pat Beverly tweeted this, this man, doc, actually saved your career, started you when no one else wanted to, and you retire, go on TV and say that, at JJ Reddick. We have begun.
0: Messy. We we are messy on Twitter,
2: baby. We are messy on the social media. JJ Reddick responds by saying. Oh, you responded? Oh, yeah. It's not a beef if we don't go back and forth, baby. Here we go. Yeah. Chili's, baby, back ribs, barbecue sauce.
3: I want my baby. baby, You're getting
2: getting all the
3: beef at this point.
2: JJ Reddick says, Pat, my guy. He he throws a my guy in there to kind of diffuse it. I like it. I had a four-year offer with player option for the same money to be a starter for a different team. FOH, quote, started my career. Now, you know what FOH means. I just can't say it on air. I was so close to saying it in my head. I was like, I better say these Okay, let me
3: give you the last two. Out of here.
2: Yeah. Get out of here, F basically. F out of here. F out of yeah, here. Yep, yep. Yep. Get the F out of here. Yep. 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 And then Patrick Beverly. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad response for JJ Redick. Look, man, I had other I had other offers. I didn't he didn't save my career, which then just I nah, at this point I'm like, yo, what happened when he was in Los Angeles with the Clippers? Like, why is he so bad at Doc? All right. Pat Beverly then comes back and says, Why didn't you take it then? You was all you was comfy in your role with t- the team. And uh don't just say LA. So like now he's he's trying to poke at JJ, well, why did you why'd you end up in LA if you hate this man so much? Mm. JJ Reddick has not responded. However, so we just get this whole convoluted thing in JJ Reddick, Pat Beverly, and then Boy. Doc River, who is who is at Missy. the center of this, who's like again, with a team that playing better defense, not playing on not playing great offense. They I mean, they don't seem stable as he's come in to try and add stability. And he has the history that he has of just like constantly kind of having various different flameouts.
3: This is the crazy part about it. Adrian Griffin, they quote-unquote said they fired him because they might have been top five in offense, but like they were number 22 in defense. Mm-hmm. You're number 22 in defense because you traded away Drew Holiday, who's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. You traded him away when you brought in Dame. You couldn't afford all of them. But what is interesting, funny enough—
2: the defense is actually significantly better. It's top 10. Over the course of time since Doc Rivers has been the head coach. So, basically, you're defense. saying,
3: let Doc work work this thing out. Play. In other words, he's going to make them a better team in the long run, even though they slip into standing. Well, the problem is they're
2: losing, right? Like, That's what I'm saying. So, look, man, whatever I say don't matter in that regard. I, like The defense, if we're talking about defense, the defense is better. The problem is their offense tanks does to, like, 24.
3: Does he still have the room? even though they had a slow start. That's going That's to be the a big whole question. key.
2: And I, I I can't tell you that I'm not in that room. If he hadn't lost the room. Can I can I add to the spiciness and the beef of this all? You know who my beef is with? Ooh, Damian Lillard. Funny Why enough. Is that? Damian Lillard. Quiet as it's kept. Not been very good since I mean since he's been in uh in Milwaukee and especially since Doc Rivers has been there. Do you know that since uh Doc Rivers has been there in that time span Damian Lillard has shot 34% from three. Dame time. Damian Lillard. Mm. Right? He's scoring, I think, 21 points per game. Mm. And he's the type of player where you imagine him scoring 25%. Yes, well, you saw what he did in the All Star game. He can shoot, he can score a lot. And I, as I mentioned, he was, that that offense has not been as good. Now he has missed some games over the course of that. But I'm like, hey, Damian Lillard, if you came in to like give them that offensive
3: consistency and scoring punch. He's not delivering it right now. I will say this. When the Bucs came back from that deficit against the Mavericks, it was Dame time. And Dame looked like Dame against the Mavericks with Doc Rivers. In fact, that was the first game Doc Rivers won as a coach of the Bucks. Yeah.
2: And so he, he gives you that closing ability, and that's why you have him there. It'll be interesting to see. I know one thing. I know one thing. When the playoffs start, they better win that's and that's the thing is regardless. none of this stuff that I'm saying matters because really, the playoffs and it feels like this is either gonna combust or work. And by either way, it should be fun to watch. all right. So one more thing I did want to get to, or I guess let me let me throw a couple more things. Let me sprinkle something in it. All right. Victor Wimbayama, apparently Wimby. He is the newest Louis Vuitton ambassador. So, like, I, I was just like, oh, okay, that's that's a real French French uh, sponsorship like a na- to end seemed up like a natural thing. Louis Vuitton, which I, look like, I feel like as a tall dude, a dude that tall, you got to get some like uh, apparel, extra large. You got to get apparel sponsorships and yeah. stuff because who, how else are you gonna get the clothes, the, right. the clothes that are necessary for you to be able to wear? Right, but also over the weekend, Adam Silver, we talked about his availability in the way someone asked him about like G League Ignite. And G-League Ignite is kind of the program that um the NBA put in place so that if players, you know, developmental players did not want to go to college, they could go to this program. G-League yep. G Ignite, become pros instead immediately of instead of going overseas, Atlanta, get in
3: Italy or New Zealand
2: and develop. But as of right now, it's not really produced a lot of talent, stellar talent necessarily. And also they're not really, you know, it doesn't feel like there's been a lot of development there. And now that NIL deals are in place. That's what I was getting college, ready to say. It seems like there might not be a reason for yeah. G League Ignite. Has this been a failure for them?
3: Oh, I thought you were going to play some audio. No, I was asking for you. I think so far, and the reason why is because they didn't they weren't prepared for NILs and I don't know if you make more money overseas. Again, a lot of these guys don't want to go overseas. They want to be close to home or whatever.
1: Yeah, you but don't know the language time, NILs, and all that other
3: stuff. You might be a one and done, but you got an NIL. Imagine what kind of money Zion would have had if he had an NIL. He had the most social media of any player in college history.
2: Yeah, so it, it, the most
3: followers I'm talking about.
2: Right, absolutely. Now, of course, that that ends up being a stream. There's definitely some like place in the middle there that it's kind of nebulous. I do wonder if G League need even G League Ignite rather even continues to exist because it feels like it's been a swing I thought it was a good idea. I did too, again, but that was before NILs were The, li- the landscape changes. In other words, college players are getting money. Yeah, I did find interesting though that Adam Silver went further to say that It might be, they might be more invested now or moving forward in earlier in the development process. Because he went further to say, and I probably should have found the audio of this the idea that he's had coaches and stuff talk to him about how guys get to the league and don't have as much development as they think they should. Oh, I
3: agree with that.
2: I do as well. And I kind of love the idea of these leagues actually trying to put money in development because you look at the NFL, they've pawned off their development on the NCAA. Yeah, forever.
3: And And the the one-and-done situation, you draft these guys, they may have athleticism, but they don't have the knowledge. Yeah. And I don't care how much AAU. That's why the players from around the world, the European players, the Jokic's, the Lucas, because they were turning pro at the age of 14. You've got to compete with that at that age. And AAU ain't it. And the fundamental
2: so, basket the style of basketball that they teach is also different. Exactly. Where, I mean, I think in e- Europe. It's tremendously specifically, fundamental. Eastern Europe, like they do a lot more like passing and
3: less like well, isolation dribbling and stuff. That's why you yeah. could do that with an ignite, but you've got to be able to pay these guys.
2: And I think I think that I'm I really wanna see where the NBA goes there. If they kind of take the energy that they've used on G League ignite, that now no longer seems necessary, if they put that into trying to develop at the, you know, teen like teenage, tween age level of basketball and really get yeah. younger kids more developed in understanding basketball and skills at a higher level. not just athleticism. Because no one else, like at no other level, are they incentivized to make the players better. Everybody's trying to win. At high school, mm-hmm. high school coaches are, need to get wins mm-hmm. to evaluate their jobs as opposed to develop guys mm-hmm. and put them in college necessarily. Yep. So, yeah, I, I found that to be an interesting aspect that as we learned As far as what will it
3: do see. for the one and, dones and what in college basketball, Adam Silver was on TNT on the pregame show. Yes. The pre-pregame show, and Charles asked him about that, and Adam Silver actually said he sat down with the new president of the NCAA who's based out of the East Coast, I want to say he said Boston or something, and they talked about what they can do to help the colleges because you know one and done ain't helping the colleges. No. Um, so that look, that's going to be another
2: thing to watch, but more importantly, from the 214, whopper, 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 junior, double, triple whopper to just complete, you know, the beef, that oh, beef advertisement yeah. that we've been going for in this segment. I don't know why it happened, but you know what? went Burger King, sometimes we just got to lean into the nonsense of it all, and what we can a do that burger. on the get right right here on 1053. The fan from the 214, they need to implement a shot clock in high school. I, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Either. Wouldn't I hate it. Now the tough is everybody going to be able to, you know, get a shot clock and get all that that mechanism's going. That's going to be it. that's another question. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That's a question for another day. It's to get right right here on 105 through the Fit. coming up next. Time to do a little sharing time. We'll discuss next on the fan.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to
1: secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Shot clock at 4. Doncic.
2: The get Right Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got uh, Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos this evening, and you rolling with us. Uh, and however you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you making us a part of your evening. Coming up in about 15 minutes, top of the hour, we will get you some headlines on this evening in the Metroplex and in sports. And so we'll do that at the top of the hour. But right now... Time for a little sharing time. Not quite my sharing time, but I did just realize. Got a friend from my or I got a text rather from my friend, and he said, he's, he's somewhere chilling. I'm guessing he's at a bar or something. He said, the dudes here are arguing about bidets. He said, uh, they're telling the dude that uh, he needs to get with the program. And I, one, completely agree. But two, I love that my brand is strong enough that my homies are like, hey, man, they're in here talking about bidets, and I just need to make sure that you knew about it because if you don't know, I am very much a bidet evangelist. About that. Yeah, 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 man. Do, do you there, have one?
3: Yes. How long have you had it?
2: Uh, At this
3: point, probably like four years, somewhere in there. I think. By the way, 877-881-1053, do you know what a bidet is?
4: Was that a process to get that installed, or did were you
2: able to not do that hard. yourself? Not the really? hard. The <laughs> the little bidet attachments, they're pretty uh, pretty inexpensive at this point.
3: Um, My not wife that installed one in our house in one of the bathrooms.
2: And look, man, well, you, you might feel uncomfortable. There's nothing like making sure and feeling the fact that your
3: backside, your keister's clean. Did It's, you it's know, great. It's good stuff. Did you know most of the world uses a bidet or their hand? Or some kind of water. Here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Or their hand. This is sharing time. I looked this up. Toilet paper was invented in China. Mm-kay. And the only three big countries that still use toilet paper more than anybody else is China, England, and the United States. Everybody else in the world, they use their hand, which is nasty. But that, believe it or not, but that is why back in the day, I'm talking about way back, thousands of years, when someone shook your hand, a handshake, that's why it was important. It's like, okay, because that's the hand that you wipe your butt with. <laughs> See, I give you a little bit of insight. I looked that up because I was like, what? where did toilet paper come from? How long has toilet paper been around? How come the United States used toilet paper more than anybody? Toilet paper, it was invented in China. and China. England and the United States, wear it out.
2: I just, it's just like if you And most
3: of the world said that's not cleansed. That's not clean.
2: All right. If you just think about it in like the most basic sense, your booty dirty. Why are you then going to scrape
3: it with paper? By the way, on a bidet, dry paper. On a bidet, don't you have to worry about that angle of that water? Yeah, sure. Got to make sure the angle's correct. That's right. But I mean, like, they make them so that
2: they're fairly correct. Like, that's, they they know know where you're sitting, right? It is a toilet. Mm -hmm. You're you're probably going to be in that place uh someone yeah. said it's from the 214 i don't need a bidet i make sure to only poop right before a shower wow you have great control of your bowels if that's <laughs> the case like you just will yourself to only only People make have a movement. to go when they got to go that is incredible um somebody said 214 i do a bidet and baby white mix no combination like that okay all right um uh, the uh,
3: 682 says left hand is most cultures that's right because the right hand is usually that hand that you know, so if you really trust somebody in these other other cultures, that's when you shake a right hand. Somebody said dude wipes. I mean, look.
2: All right. Now, Those are not- this is my sharing time now because I'm just going to be ornery. Um, and I think some people enjoy that. And I imagine some people don't. I apologize. Uh, hey, man, the dude wipes thing is always funny to me because... I feel like all the wipes end up being the same, and mm. I feel like the dude wipes are ju- just moist. I feel like the dude wipes are. <laughs> I feel like the dude wipes are just like an up, up charge on this, right? Like, why, why you can't get the Charmin wipes or whatever end up being like? I feel like they all end up being the place. I feel like the dude wipes just existed because they said dude, and they knew men would buy things. Like there is the men tax when it comes to like toiletries and stuff. It's like, hey man, it's in a gray bottle. So it's clearly for men when all these other things are also for men. They just end up being in like flowery looking stuff. And dudes are like, that's not for me. And I feel like the dew wipes fall into that because I'm i pretty sure you're paying more. Whatever you do. For
3: wipes that you could just get elsewhere. Do not use Clorox wipes. Those are not for men.
2: Yeah. I imagine. I feel like that'll dry you out.
3: Not if, only, not, if not worse not that, That's bleach
2: if not worse that's that stuff will hurt you but the tough thing about the white situation is plumbers if you're out there let me know i'm pretty sure that that messes up your pipes or your septic tank or what have you i don't know exactly as you can tell i am not a plumber clearly i should go to trade school and make a lot of money (laughs) but uh i'm pretty that i think that's the tough part and that really helped me in moving towards the hey let's just let's just use this water to make this happen and you know what never looking back in fact I go, I'll go and like spend the weekend or something at my folks' house, you know, just go spend some time with the family. They do not have bidets, and I I just often think I need to gift them one because it's 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 torture. Do you use a regular uh, roll of toilet paper of, the, or of a family house? Yeah, and it's 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 not the same. You just don't you don't feel like you're in the good place, man.
3: Uh, the seven o uh, the, the uh six eight two says it's like a car. There are preset angles for different members of the family. Oh, oh, you, oh, you got said, one of them you fancy just, ones. Said, guess you just out of luck.
2: Yeah, you you must have it because apparently this is the thing. Our our friends in Japan, they got they they take their toilet uh habits very seriously. They got them fancy ones. They got all these buttons that you don't even know how to like. They look like the cockpit of an airplane. Just all heated seats, all sorts of things. I want to. That's how I know I'm gonna be successful. Like when I know that I will be successful when I got the fancy Japanese toilet that got all the buttons and that do all the things. Like that will be that will be elite status. For now. We just making sure the booty's clean to be completely
3: <laughs> By the way, the 903 says, Dude wipes are stronger, wider, and they have that mint chill smells incredible. They are very flushable with uh, all caps. And then another one thank the- you, uh, Thank you, uh, representative from Dude Wipes. Thank uh, you. For here's another the, representative the PR points. from the 214 says, Because Dude wipes have that menthol like this. It's mint for your booty. You want to
2: put menthol on your booty? That feels, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like, I just, I just, if I hear, hey, do you want to put menthol on your booty? My answer is just going to be an immediate no thank you. 682
3: says, you can use those equate joints. Them baby whites is all they are. That's right.
4: Also, yeah. just like grab like one of those little hand towels and
3: oh, take you
2: don't care- no, you don't ruin your mama's hand towels?
4: I mean, I don't live with my mom, so no. That
3: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here's a six, here's a question for you. Seven eight five's got one for you, Red. He says, okay, tell the truth. You don't you have to dry off with toilet paper after using a bidet? I just can't go wet out of the room.
2: And look, that's a fair point. I do.
3: Come on, that's I have come to the point
2: where I'll use a little bit of toilet paper, but You're not gonna have wet si- pants. Significantly less. And honestly, early on, you know what I was doing? I was air drying. You know what? What? How yeah. do you air dry? Just chill there for a while. Just Th- that? see, that's the thing about the fancy Japanese toilets. They got the dryer and oh, everything. So you have to sit They'll, and 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 just chill naturally. What if the weather? You don't the, have to. But I decided to for a long time. You know what? Just get some good reading time. You ain't <laughs> you ain't there reading anyways or scrolling. Just keep doing that for a little bit. You gonna be good. <laughs> I got answers. I got answers. If you really think about doing this, I I and in fact, in fact uh, again. I'm currently having a conversation in one of my group chats about bidets. And one of my homies said, I adore your commitment to bidets. Like, it's clearly, again, it really is my brand. And I enjoy it quite a bit.
3: The A17 says, I experienced a bidet in Italy two years ago for the first time. I'm a believer. Next house I buy will have a bidet in it. From the 469. From you go to 9, New Orleans. The, you go to New Orleans. If you go to the hotels, they have a choice. In I imagine
2: that's because of, like, you know, the yeah, French, French influence. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. I didn't think about that because the, to- the 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 uh not the toilet the uh yeah the toilet in my um in my hotel when I the one time I went to New Orleans did not have that but now I'm just gonna be continually looking for keep looking because they yeah. a lot of them got it now I got to go to New Orleans just to see if I can yeah wait this wait. is a reason I'm so gonna so tell you Spillo added the bidet
3: to your apartment bathroom.
2: It's not a full I'm, I'm only bringing, just this up because I'm just
3: bringing this up because people who live in apartments want to know, well, I don't have that in my in my toilet. Yeah, so you just, can add it on, right? Yeah, it's just a little home attachment. Or something?
2: Yeah, I, I think maybe $20, $30 you can get a simple one. And if you want to spend some more money, you can get one of them fancy attachments. But, yeah, just like under the uh, – what is it? The um, – Little things that you raise up the, the seat, seat, the I top guess, seat, or whatever. Yeah. The toilet uh, seat. You, if you, I think basically the, most of them will you unscrew the seat, you you know kind of set it there, and then you screw it back, and so it ends up just being <laughs> sitting right there between the seat and the toilet itself, and then you get the you get the you get the spray.
3: Another six eight two says the bidets make me scared of drippy butt.
2: Well, again, you you can wipe, but at at that point, at least at least you wash.
3: Nine seven two says you know you are wa- washed your your cheeks. See, you're the answer man here. Nine seven two says I'm answer scared man. on how far the water will shoot up. See, now this is a funny thing, right? The,
2: they do get they do get a little bit of force to them. That's what I was saying about the angle. Um, now so how far? Oh, I I did not. I did. I, I, now I understand what you're saying see because there. what I was thinking of <laughs> is if you are not sitting down and you accidentally hit the. You will get a spray of water on your on your wall because mm-hmm. you just see a whole fountain, like a happen. rainbow. Which I mean, hey, look, you got a little fountain in the house now. It's not gonna drain now. You just got water somewhere, but that is, that is a thing that can happen, especially if you have children. Yeah, so you might you might need to think about that because little kids, there's nothing more that it. they enjoy They're going to mess with the toilet. Now the, the, the toilet got a spray on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that might not the might not be four what six
3: lines is ridge. I tried one in Hawaii and I didn't like it because it sprayed really warm water and I felt like someone was peeing on me <laughs> it didn't feel right
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's I, too warm i don't know what to say to that like uh, your your mileage may vary me,
3: i guess meanwhile, it's ultimately another, another, the answer hey, the 214 says on the other on the other side of the, he said the b- b- bidet is a game changer, especially with heated seats yeah it's it's a good it's like when it's
2: cold Cheeks on heated seats. Wait a That's minute.
3: Two one four says, "I'm not gonna get one because I'm scared it might make me bite my lip." All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Look, man. Just, well, do, a lot
2: of women do that. Ultimately, do you, ladies and gentlemen? Do you? All I'm saying is, the the clean that you feel mm-hmm. after using a bidet mm-hmm. is all is all the receipts that you need. Mm. If you trust me, your friendly neighborhood Reginald out of Tula one hundred five through the fan. My experience is, I'm a bidet man. And I'll never go back.
3: When did you first feel? When did you first use a bidet? How were you? I mean, honestly, like I said, like probably like four or five years ago. Okay, so, but it, it just made sense. It, it wasn't like you did it one time at somebody's house and said, "Wait a minute," and then years later. Nah, just just made sense. It made sense, and I I've had the cleanest booty this side of the Mississippi
2: since. <laughs> Those are words that you didn't anticipate hearing today, did you? And That's why you listen to the get right right here on 105. I had not. You you would be amazed at the difference in what we actually talked about and what I had planned to talk about because the vibes are very
3: different, very very different. Uh, what's that stuff you spray on? Is it uh, the poopery? Poopery? I you, don't use that. I'm so not gonna lie. If you use poopery in your toilet, does that same water come out of the bidet? No, no. There it actually. Honestly, the
2: bidet attachment attaches to the hose from the from the wall, and so and it then, would come from the from so it the, routes uh, it from like the actual water that you get out of the wall that before it goes into the tank. Okay,
3: yeah. So it's yes, yeah, not even the tank water. No, it's not tank water. And Poopery by the way, is also a game changer. Is it? Yes, it I is. Might, is. I might need to you invest in some You to spray poopery? the water. And you don't have to – like, if you had – even make it like <laughs> – Y'all some wild folks on I'm just saying. <laughs> what is it? What? Uh,
2: from the 469. Some places you have to pay a good price to get peed on. And with that, <laughs> uh, with uh, that, we will conclude uh, this segment. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Follows Up. Does it make your toes curl? I, I, I can't say that that has happened with me, but I also can't say that it's never happened with anyone some else. some ladies right? it does. Um, And now everybody is just throwing up various different, like – uh bathroom things that they swear by. Cowboy Jeff Sucks on the Twitch said squatty potty.
3: Squatty potty.
2: Which uh helps you unbend your poop tube. You're not familiar with the squatty potty. It's basically like a little uh like a little stool in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh where it allows you to put your feet up, which kind of elevates the ang- your your feet. And so now you have like a better angle. Right. With so that Some toilets are not made properly. Right. They got a bad angle, you it's hard to sit. Because if you sit like a normal kind of like you know, 90 degree angle with your feet, that's actually not like the proper angle. Cause like, no. I guess, you know, developmentally as humans squat, right? It, it, we, we, we squatted, right? And so your, your anatomy is naturally trained towards squatting towards the ground. And then that making, you know, making things move well. And so if you can kind of replicate that a little bit mm-hmm. with the squatty potty, you lift your legs and you're kind of squatting, but you're still sitting, it creates, <laughs> it unbends your poop tube. There you go. A lot of a lot of weird poop conversation this evening. I apologize. Eight one seven says he calls his
3: bidet R Kelly.
2: All right, that's definitely where we leave this. It's To get right, right here on one hundred five three, the fan. One joke too far, unfortunately. One One joke too far. Coming up next, we get you your headlines. I imagine a lot less. In fact, probably none. No poop talk
0: next (laughs) on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.